Welcome, everybody, to your favorite Wednesday night podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. I am your host, Sooth, and I just want to thank all of you for sticking around during this time of uncertainty because we have not been posting our normal schedule, and I appreciate you all still sticking around waiting for us to upload because I appreciate that very much, and life gets in the way. So I promise you we are getting back to our schedule. We just had some, you know, ups and downs recently that has kept me from the show. So uh, I'm back. So thank you so much for sticking around. And of course, if I'm back, that means my gothically wonderful, tasty black lollipop personality (laughs) wonderfulness, my psycho... (laughs) <laughs> whom I love and adore so much, Mebula is back with me as well. That is one hell of an introduction. I try. Thank you. I feel so love. <laughs> you should, because you are. Oh, yay. I love you. <laughs> I'm so glad. How have you been this week? Uh, next question, please. Same, girl. Same. We're going to make it. We're climbing up this hill. And pushing a big old boulder. This is not what I signed up for. (laughs) And we're just out here raw dog in life, too, man. Raw dog in life. Man. I did do one really cool thing this week. I went to a concert last night. That was fun. That's good. That That is good. Yeah. We need a little fun. Speaking of fun, speaking of fun, uh, to our listeners, I'm pretty sure you don't know. But now you will know because I'm going to enlighten you. I have become recently affiliated on Twitch. So if uh, you want to come watch the shenanigans with uh, me and this wonderful gaming community that I have recently become a part of, Mebs and I are both a part of actually, the uh, Moonshine Outlaws gaming community. You can find them on Discord. Um, We have been playing so many awesome games with them and of course you know i stream some spooky games so you you listen to me get freaked out and scream a lot but you know hey i try to keep the volume low on that but we also play uh red dead redemption 2 online and we also do uh what's coming up here family game nights we're gonna start doing things like uh family feud uh uno Yes, Monopoly Madness. And we also have recently got into playing uh, Fallout 76. So that's another one. Call of Duty, of course. Everybody plays Call of Duty. I tried Fortnite. It's not for me. I tried valiantly, but failed. (laughs) It's just not my thing. Yeah, I put in the effort for that one a few years ago, and it did not work out. It's just, man, I can't get into it. It's cute, though. It's super cute. Love the emotes, but that's about as far as I could get. Oh, well, and Prop Hunt. Prop Hunt was fun. Um, but it's just, it it wasn't for me. So I do also stream some cozy games on there, like The Last Campfire. Um, and uh, the Disney game that Mebs and I both love. We love this game together. Disney Dreamlight Valley. Look at you telling my secrets. I'm sorry, girl. If I'm going to put myself out there, you're coming with me. <laughs> we do this together. We jump together. <laughs> we jump together. No parachute. Man, we're going to splat at some point. It's going to happen. But anyway, so you can find me on Twitch uh, in our Discord. I link every time I go live. And 
I am Pandora the Explorer, uh, or Explora, however you want to say it, and Mebs is Graveyard Baby. So she is also on Twitch, but she doesn't stream as much as I do, but she does stream the Mortuary's Assistant, which she hasn't done in quite some time, and I want to watch again because we were both freaked out during that one. I really need to, but my Twitch is Beelzebeth. Oh, that's right. Your graveyard I wish baby. it was Graveyard Baby. Your Graveyard Baby on Discord. I would take that on one a heartbeat. Yes. Graveyard Baby on Discord. Yeah. But Beelzebeth right. basically everywhere else. Was that loud, Hawk? Was what was loud? Was the, the intro music is the intro? Was it yeah. too loud? I'll have to I'll have to fix that. I'll fix that in editing. <laughs> I'm giving all my secrets away. <laughs> um because I also there's another reason why it, our uh, our episodes come up. Um oh it was that loud. Okay. I'll make sure to turn it down, Kazi. We have people in the chat. Um, we also do live recordings, so if you ever want to be included in a live recording, just join the Discord, for, Discord from our solo link, and uh, you can hit that audience link to riverside.fm where we record, and you can hang out in the chat with everybody else. I'm so sorry, Hawk. I promise I will turn down the the music. Hey, look, last week, or not last week, the week before when I was trying to record, it wasn't coming through loud enough. So I just left the volume at full blast. It's my fault. I apologize. I will fix it before we end the show. Uh, speaking of shows, have you ever heard of the Boogeyman? Haven't we all heard of the Boogeyman? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you? do you know where the origin of the Boogeyman comes from? Like, do you know the story, the backstory? A serial killer named Albert Fish. Albert the Fishman. Fish, the Fishman. Now, this is where the trigger warning comes into play. Extreme my dear trigger little trigger warning for this one. This is an extreme, extreme, extreme trigger warning that we are bringing you. Um, because it has to do with um, P-files. Okay. And child abuse. And child murder. Um, and of course, the serial killer. So if this is not for you, if this is something that you cannot listen to, I completely 100% understand. And uh, you can back out now. I'm going to give you a little moment to do so. And we will catch you next episode. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, bye. Goodbye. Love you bunches. Bye now. Okay. Going into what happened with this Albert Fish. Now, we've all heard of the Boogeyman. When I was growing up, I was told, you know, you better be good. You better be in bed by bedtime, 8 o'clock. If you get out of bed, the Boogeyman's going to get you. He's going to crawl out from under your bed, grab your ankles, drag you underneath it, and you'll never be seen again. What about you? Were you ever told about the, the Boogeyman? Threatened with him? They tried. They tried. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> Were you going to leave milk and cookies out for him? No, I wasn't that nice. <laughs> I would have definitely said hello. 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 How you doing? How you doing? How your mama doing? How your mama now? How your mama now? All right, look, so the the boogeyman. We're a paranormal paranormal podcast, right? So you're you're wondering why are we talking about a serial killer? Well, it just so happens that the serial killer is the origin 
of the boogeyman, not just the boogeyman. He had other names, but he was kind of created into this, this, and, and just put into the paranormal world. He lives on through this whole BS with the boogeyman. And let me tell you, he, I, I'm going to post a picture of him on our Instagram. Um, it will also be included in, in the little cute little podcast art that you can put next to each podcast that you upload. And we will also be posting all of our research on him in the Discord as well. But he was so notorious, so infamous, so dangerous, so disgusting that he birthed the boogeyman. He is the boogeyman. And he still lives on today in the folklore and the legend that surrounds this guy. Now, he first started out known as Frank Howard. And uh, he responded to an ad looking for work placed in a newspaper by Edward Budd. And Edward Budd was an 18-year-old boy determined to make something of himself. I'm not sure this is what he had in mind when he put the advert out for this. I, I definitely would agree with you on that one. Yeah, he's he's in the crime museum. Not Edward. Albert. Frank. He is. So look, so this whole thing with the with Edward is he had a wife and six children. Okay. He stated that he would like to have Bud come work with him at his farm. Okay. And Albert Fish was just playing it off like he's just, you know, he's a cool guy. I just needed a farm hand. Come help me out. I need here. a farm hand. Come work at my farm with me and my wife and our six kids. Yeah. And he, he told the whole story about how they, they left him. He's sad. He's a sad, lonely farmer. Come help me, farm boy. It's not good. It's not good. Okay, so here we go. Edward was looking forward, and this is all coming from an article in, from the Crime Museum. This is how notorious he is, okay? So Edward was looking forward to having a job and providing for his family, and Howard even offered a job to Bud's friend, Willie. Okay? he Look how benevolent he is. Willie and Eddie have no idea what they just signed up for. Absolutely zero. None. Okay. But Howard is, he is, he's letting everybody know, I am so kind. I am so nice. Let me help you all out. Here are these jobs that you can just, jobs for everyone. He was like Oprah of the farmland. So he's just handing out jobs willy-nilly. And Howard planned to come back pick them up a few days later to take them back to his farm to begin work. Now, when Howard didn't show, he provided a handwritten note explaining that he would be in touch in a few days. Sorry, not sorry. I'm busy. I'll get you when I get you, right? So he came over for a visit the following morning and the family invited him to stay for lunch. Now, during his visit, Howard spotted Bud's younger sister, Gracie. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. As I said, if this ain't your thing, bye-bye now. Into the part that'll really chap your ass. Oh, yeah. It's going to make your, your butt cheeks raw. It's going to make you really upset. Desitin. 
you're going to need this too. So <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> take a sitz bath, put some Epsom salt in there, do some Wusan because shit's about to get real. Okay. So Gracie, little Miss Gracie, poor Miss Gracie. He's explaining that he had to attend a birthday party before he could take the boys to the farm. And he asked if Gracie would like to join him. And with his gracious attitude and friendly nature, the buds gave Gracie permission to attend the party. Uh, that evening, though, Howard did not return and Gracie finished. She is gone, never to be heard Oof. from again. Poof. Now, the family reported her disappearance to the local police and an investigation began. But unfortunately, there were no leads that were discovered. And uh, partially because Frank Howard didn't exist, guys. He didn't exist. The alias? Oh, never. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bud family received a letter with a description of the... Here, um, trigger warning. Okay. This is where you put your earmuffs on. Hum a little ditty if you can't handle this. The description was of the mutilation and murder of little Gracie. Now, the note matched the handwriting from the original note sent to them earlier. And during the time of the investigation and before the letter was re received, yet another child had vanished. So that's dose. Dose children. Mm. Man, look. And it gets bad, guys. It gets bad. It gets. It just keeps going downhill, girl. <laughs> like, I am flabbergasted. I am flabbergasted. Shocked. I am shocked. Mm, children going missing. Guy doesn't have an actual name. He just changes. And, get, and he's arrogant, too. He's extremely sending them these notes. Right? Now, okay, so Dose Child, second child. Second, it's a Nina, okay? Billy Gaffney, a four-year-old boy playing with his neighbor, who was also named Billy, by the way, disappeared. And the three-year-old Billy stated that the boogeyman took Billy Gaffney. Oh, look, it starts. It starts. Here it is. Here it comes. So the police didn't take the statement to heart. Of course, why? I mean, why would they? It's the only eyewitness to Billy being abducted, and it's a three-year-old who was standing right there next to him when it happened. So, I mean, why would they believe the kid, right? Right? That would make entirely too much sense for them to actually, you know, try too to much, believe the child. Right? Entirely too much sense. Like, I know he's three. Okay, and he's doing the best his his little innocent mind can do by describing this guy as the boogeyman. He's terrified, okay? Terrified. He did the best his little three-year-old brain could do, okay? But the, but the police instead chose to ignore it. Of course they did. Why not? So shortly after the, the disappearance of Billy, another little boy also disappeared. But this time it was an eight-year-old named Francis McDonald who was playing on the porch with his mother when a gray-haired, frail old man walked down the street muttering to himself. This dude is a chameleon, okay? 
Because if you're looking at the picture that I'm looking at, which you're not, unfortunately, but I'll t- but you'll see what I'm talking about. He is that's not, not a frail. A fray. That, no. Yeah, that's not a frail, gray-haired old man. <laughs> it absolutely is not. It is not a frail little old man. Okay, so this guy is a chameleon. He knows what he's doing, hence why he is so egotistical to start sending people like freaking letters. Could you imagine? Oh. Well, <laughs> there's been more than one serial killer in history that's done that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just... Oh, it just, just the ego alone. The ego alone makes me want to smack him, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The arrogance. He the ain't never going to get caught. Right? He ain't never going to get caught. Never. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. So if frail old man. Now, the mother noticed his awkward demeanor, but did not report anything. She didn't say nothing about the crazy old guy talking to himself. But later that day, while Francis was playing at the park, his friends noticed that he walked into the woods with an elderly, gray-haired man. Oh. Oh. Well, shit. Well, damn. Well, damn. Poor little Francis. Francis is gone. Blip. He's gone. Bye, Francis. Bye, Francis. I'm so sorry, Francis. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. But I have to know. So I'm going deeper into this. So down the rabbit hole, down the gruesome rabbit hole. Uh, so the family, (laughs) this just, it boggles my mind when the family noticed that he was missing, they did organize a search. Okay. But Francis, mm, Francis was found under some branches in the woods and he had been badly beaten strangled with his own suspenders what his own suspenders yeah he was just that insult injury right he's eight dude he was eight like it's weird that he was not picky about gender or age groups right because Normally, normally they have like a certain age group. I mean, he went down all the way to the age of four. Typically and, um, a certain gender. Yeah. For sure. Normally, you know, normally. In the age group. Yeah, normally it's pizza or hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and nudge, nudge, if you know what I'm talking about. That's for a later episode. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, he did not discriminate. He, he didn't care. I mean, they, so far, they're all pre, pre, pre-pubescent so far. Okay, so there's one thing that we can add to the list of similarities. But as far as that, that's it. That's it. Right? Because even with the way that he he murder-cates, right? It's, exactly. an, it's indiscriminate. It changing. Well, with it also changing so often, that would make him a lot harder to catch. It, and what, a lot and that's, of those cases harder to tie together. In exactly. Yeah. It, man. Okay. I'm gonna get. You're right. You're absolutely right. But okay, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go further here. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad about it. Okay, I'm mad about it. This it, was it, yes. I'm mad about it. I'm upsetty spaghetti about this because this was in the way back. Okay, guys. It was. This is in the way way back. I'm talking like uh, 1870. Because 
Hamilton Howard Albert Fish was born May 19th, 1870, and finally passed away January 16th, 1936. Now we're getting to that, okay? Um, so the manhunt, because he is known as also the gray man, okay? So we have the gray man and the boogeyman, okay? Um, began, but despite many efforts, he just poofed. I mean, I'm beginning to think he's like the master of disguise here, you know? So, again, another letter was received, but this time by the Bud family, and it was investigated and was found to contain an emblem of the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association, NYPCBA. That's a whole lot of whole lot of words to say he was a taxi driver. That is definitely a whole lot of letters for that. <laughs> Entirely too much and unnecessary. So this is excessive. Right? It's exactly too much. Way too much. You're doing too much. You're doing too much to just say you're a glorified taxi driver, but okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> according to this article, all of the members of this association were required to obtain a handwriting test for a comparison to the letters from Howard. Now, a janitor came forward to admit that he had taken some sheets of paper and left them in his old rooming house. So, of course, I am comically seeing foot patrolmen, cops, 1870 style, running from one place to the next and they're just beating feet to the landlady and the landlady was able to confirm that an old man again with the old man bullshit because this dude pardon my french okay this dude was not old by any means like at all well he was active in the uh 20s when he started do when he started the killings. He was in his twenties. He was in his mid fifties at that point. Well, yeah, I could see it. But still, the even in the, the picture of him being mid fifties, he don't look mid fifties. No, he doesn't. But that could also be a picture from well before the crimes took place. Because yeah. just the style of the suit he's wearing doesn't say nineteen twenties. It says a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it says if, or, another article has the same photo and it says that it's his mugshot from his arrest for grand larceny in 1903 so he was definitely doing these crazy things before it was like known yeah but these are the serial killings that he was definitely the most known for yeah it, well it gave miss exactly it gave him the title the gray man and the boogeyman so oh my goodness anyway so it just makes it even more comical in my head watching the the cops just race from one place to the next when the whole time the whole time they had little billy three-year-old little billy the whole time like dang anyway i know frustration station yes. um so the detectives okay the landlady also mentioned that he wanted uh, there's that guy, right? She said the landlady was able to confirm that an old man matching the description had lived there for two months and had only checked out a few days earlier. Now, the former tenant was identified as Albert H. Fish. 
And the landlady also mentioned that he wanted her to hold a letter that would be arriving from his son. Mm. Mm. I don't know about that. I don't know if he had, I, I don't know about that. Anyway, so the detectives intercepted the letter at the post office and were contacted by the landlady that he would be coming to get his letter. So the lead detective was able to capture Mr. Fish. Now, this is where things get crazy because, you know, back then they didn't really have a way to find out exactly how many victims he had. They just kind of had to go by how many they, one, found themselves, and two, he confessed to. Exactly. And according to this, he made many confessions. There were many confessions and testimonies that were heard by law enforcement and psychiatrists. Um, Mr. Fish described, okay, it's going to get a little gruesome here, just fair warning. He described how he wanted to lure Edward Budd and his friend Willie to his farm to kill them. However, once he had laid eyes on Gracie, he changed his mind and desperately wanted to kill her instead. So he took Gracie to the train station and purchased a one-way ticket for her. After the ride to the countryside, he took her to a house. And while at the house, he told Gracie to wait outside and she did little girl things, picked flowers. Um, he went to the second floor of the house and removed all of his, mm, removed all of his clothes. When he called for Gracie to come upstairs, she was obviously and justifiably frightened by him. And, oh God, this hurts my heart. Whoo! And she started to call out for her mother. Oh, my goodness. The first, person, the first one that most kids will cry for is their mom. God, this Of course, is... being a mom yourself, that breaks your heart. It absolutely does. And it infuriates me. Infuriates me. Let me, let me bless y'all's ears with rule number 5062 of Suthi. Do not, by any means mess with my children <laughs> that is the warrant that is the only warning anyone will ever get do not mess with my kids <laughs> oh no do no don't do it don't do it do not do it it's that's that's it that's the only warning you get you don't get no more okay i'm sure there are plenty of parents step parents legal guardians aunties and uncles and and even a few cousins who feel the exact same way that I do about my children, about their own children. So y'all understand what I'm saying. We're here. You can't see me making the motion, but I'm pointing at my eyeballs and then pointing back to you. Okay. I'm making the motions. I can see you. Oh, my heart, man. That hit me right in the chest cavity. Okay. So then Mr. Fish. Oh, Mr. Fish. I'm not even calling him Mr. Fish. Albert decided that he was going to choke her to death. And he did. And following her death, 
he decapitated her and cut up her body. Then he proceeded to take those parts with him when he left, wrapped in newspaper. Wrapped in newspaper. Like, you just went down to the butcher shop and got you got some fresh steaks. Literally. You just wrapped them up in the newspaper. Girl. Whoo. I'm angry. This dude. And he looks like a punk, too. He looks like he couldn't take a punch to the gut. That's all I'm saying. He really does. He's a punk. <laughs> His head is so wide at the top. His head is shaped like a light bulb, an it unscrewed really light bulb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, moving on. He does look a little funky. Like, you could punch him in that light bulb shaped head of his, and he would fall down and scream. That's what he would, you could just see it in his face. You could see it in his face. That's why he went after children. Little punk ass bitch. That's all I gotta say about him. <laughs> the sticky out ears. <laughs> the dumbo ears and your light bulb head and your trying to be handlebar mustache, but it looks funny sitting under your nose because it's crooked. Uh, just saying. I'd punch him in the schnoz. I would bully the hell out of this dude. So would I, dude. Like, <laughs> like, Some people deserve to be bullied, okay? And he's just one of them. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh-huh. Absolutely. So okay. So um the police were able to locate the remains of Gracie based on his confession. So at least she got to be reunited with her family and given a proper burial. <sighs> this one's hard. So my my emotions, my feelings. My feelings are bubbling. <laughs> right in the feels with this one. I'm telling you, girl. Right in the feels. Whew. Okay. I'll get it together. I promise. So You got this. I got this. I may not got this, but I'll shoot things later. <laughs> so, That's the plan. <laughs> so Albert Fish had many run-ins with police in his lifetime. Um, however, each time charges were dismissed. Charges were dismissed. I need to That's probably her. how they wound up with that uh, mug shot, the grand larceny one. The one with his beady eyes and funky mustache and funky head that's far too wide for his hat. Funky mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Why don't you uh, read? Are you on the same part that I'm on? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Why don't you read that part? Right there? I need to take. I need to. Oh. My puffer. I, I know you. Puffer. I know you kind of just want to punch the screen right now. So. I do. I kind of want. I need to. I need to take a second to uh, get my brain pan back into this is just an article and not a real person, and I can't punch him in the face anymore because he's dead. Well, not so. a real person anymore, but he was at one point. Yes, but I guarantee you, if it brings you any peace, that he's got hurt. <laughs> he got hurt a lot. He did. Please, please explain to the peoples, the peoples. Among his confessions, he also discussed the details of the murder of little Billy Gaffney, describing how he tied him up and beat him. And he even admitted to drinking his blood and making a stew out of his body parts. 
That kind of makes the um one of the names he had, the Brooklyn Vampire, make sense. And then his attitude is not like those of people with psychosis. He was calm and reserved, which was out of the ordinary. And he confessed that he wanted to inflict pain and have pain inflicted on him. He taunted and preyed on children, mostly boys. And he had a compulsion to write and send obscene letters. An x-ray determined that he placed needles into the region between... Um, no. This is going to be gross. I'm sorry, but there is really no better way to put this. Between mm. his anus and scrotum. And at least 29 were discovered in this x-ray. Mm. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> I am cringing right now. Like, I, my jaw, like, physically ticked. It was yeah. insane. I saw that, and it... Stank face. Yeah. Straight up stank face. Yep. Nope. In trial, the defense argued that he was legally insane. Legally insane. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Hello. Needles in the no-no place. Needles in the no-no place. They used many descriptions and testimonies to prove to the jury that he was mentally ill, but however, mm. the jury didn't believe this. Well, good for the jury. Well, yeah, yeah. Good he for was the jury. sound mind when he killed between three and ten or more children in the six years that he was an active serial killer, between 1924 and 1932. He was considered to be a psychopathic personality without a psychosis, and he was found guilty after just 10 days of trial. Good. 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 Yay. Yay, justice system. For working. For once. Thank you for doing the right thing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for going the right way. Oh, God bless it. Do not allow the insanity defense in something like this. Particularly something like this. Right? Lord. Lord. Ugh. Okay. So here's the... So now that we know, now that we've given you some of the gruesome details of Albert, he... Okay. He is... Known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman. And it is said that Hamilton Howard Albert Fish was known for being one of the vilest uh, pedophiles, serial child killer. And cannibals of all time. Yes, people, it gets worse. It gets worse. Um, After his capture, he admitted to doing no-no things to the children, if you know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. okay? More than 400 children. And torturing and unaliving several of them though 
as I stated before, because of the times, it wasn't known if his statement was true or not because they couldn't just go out and find the 400 kids. 400 children. 400 children victimized by this guy. Victimized, traumatized, tortured, killing. Killing several of them. Yeah. That's, that's fucking gross. Yeah. It's, uh... It's horrific. It was horrific. That is horrific. And look, and he wasn't like, I'm kidding. He was just, he was bullied. Like naturally, you know how some kids just, some kids are just going to be honest with you and they're going to tell you, you look funny, you smell a little bad, and you need to brush your hair because kids have no filter. We know this, right? We know this. This is a thing. typically rely on children for the truth, even if you don't actually want it. Yeah, because they're going to tell you whether you want uh-huh. it or not. The children and the drunk people. Yeah. So here's 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 how this goes. Now, Albert Fish, and I probably should have led with this, but I, I just needed to, we were just going to rip the Band-Aid off and we were going to jump in head first. So Albert Fish was born Hamilton Howard Fish in Washington, D.C. on May 19th, 1870 to a Randall Fish, 1795 to 1875, and an Ellen Francis Howell, 1838 to 1903. Now, his dad was 75. Yeah. Yeah. When he was born. Yeah. He was 75. Look, 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 look. Okay, hold on. Fish's father was 43 years older than his mother and age 75 at the time of Albert's birth. Could you imagine having a baby at 75 years old? I couldn't do it. But she wasn't she wasn't 75 though. He was. She, he was. Yeah. 75 years. Well, of course he's gonna have a kid at 75 years old. He doesn't have to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, because he died five years later. Exactly. Well, I, I kind of wonder about his status as a pedophile as well. Oh, right? Because look, Fish was the youngest child and had three living siblings, Walter, Annie, and Edwin. Okay. Now Here's where it comes in where, you know, unfortunately, the boogeyman started to develop here. You know, he wished to be known as Albert after a dead sibling. Make it make sense. (laughs) Okay. And to escape the nickname Ham and Eggs that he was given at an orphanage in which he spent much of his childhood. So Fish's family had a history of mental illness. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the the sigh. Me gosh, I appreciate your input. <laughs> he literally is standing behind me looking at cuz he knows I'm riled up right now. So he's like standing behind me like br- his his nose, his nostril is in between the little rungs on my chair right now and he just <sighs> right into my back. <laughs> like mama, know what's going on here? It's okay. We're going to go take care of it. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Swear to God. I oh, got you. You got you. We're good. So, okay. So the mental illness in his family. His uncle had mania. One of his brothers was confined in a state mental hospital. A, a paternal half-brother suffered from schizophrenia. And his sister Annie was diagnosed with a mental affliction. Is anybody surprised? No, I'm not. 
um, and three other relatives were diagnosed with mental illnesses. And his mother had, I don't uh, know how to pronounce this correctly. Uh, she had visual hallucinations. Oral? Or, yeah, see, I can't say that. There's Oral? too many R's in that, in like, that word. That's one the of those A-U-R. words that don't. It, I can't say it. doesn't it. flow. Oral. 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 I'm trying. I'm sorry. Now, it goes on to say in his biography here that his father was a fertilizer manufacturer and former riverboat captain. And he suffered a fatal heart attack at the Baltimore and Potomac Railroad Station on October 16, 1875. And Fish's mother then put her son into St. John's Orphanage in Washington, where he was frequently physically abused. Okay. And Fish began to actually enjoy the physical pain. Here is the birth. We are watching. Oh, look, We're- masochism masochism that's where it starts right i you know what i think he kind of went more of the sadist way with i I mean if we're going to really look at this he went into the sadism right because he could overpower but when it's done to him he is the masochist Mm -hmm. does that he i'm i can see the x-ray oh my god what you can see the x-ray. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's a nail. That is a nail. That's a whole nail. That is a nail. We're posting that in the Discord. <laughs> yes, we Just are. saying. We're posting that in the Discord. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sorry that we had some dead air for a moment because she and I are both looking at the same thing going, what? Pick your jaw up off the desk. We were a little shocked. I'm posting that in the Discord right this moment. Right? We were stunned into silence. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, so there's some parts here that I am not going to be able to talk about. I'm just, I refuse. I refuse. I'm, there are going, there are going to be things that I'm not going to say here. Okay. But I'm going to put it like this. By 1890, at the age of 20, Fish moved to New York City. And there he engaged in a little uh, male side hustling on the corners of certain streets. Okay. You get my drift. And uh, then began. SW is what we'll call it. Yeah, we'll do that. So he, he did some SW work, you know. He was getting that bag. And uh, then he started to um, grape uh, boys, mostly younger than six years old. In 1898, Fish's mother arranged a marriage for him with Anna Marie Hoffman, who was nine years his junior. They had six children, Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry fish and in 1903 fish was arrested for grand larceny convicted and incarcerated in sing 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 don't play around i've heard some man we're gonna have to do a whole nother podcast on sing sing we we just need to do a prison episode we really do because there's so many really good haunted prisons i want to do one on mansfield reformatory yeah that would be good you could post your own pictures that you took 
Mm -hmm. I did take a couple in there, and they were beautiful. Yeah. Gotta put, gotta put them on there. Oh my goodness, so sorry. I know I'm going a little long-winded, but this is a lot of information here, okay? A lot of information. So after he was incarcerated in Sing Sing for grand larceny, Fish later recounted an incident in which a male, um, a male lover, took him to a wax museum where he was fascinated by a bisection of a human downstairs oh. and subsequently became obsessed with I'm just, I can't, there's no other way I can, I, I can't come up with um, any other word to describe this because it's literally, it's sexual mutilation. I'm going to have to put like in the, in like the description of this, <laughs> I'm going to have to put in the description of this podcast trigger warning and put it in there so that people can just decide not to turn it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be nice big bold yeah. letters. We're going to do big bold the, letters. The very first part of that description, like yeah. trigger warning, do not open this if you are sensitive to basically anything yeah <laughs> sewer slide uh graping all sorts pedophilia, of pedophilia yeah SW. all of the words all of the words all, all of the of bad the words. words all of the words that would get you thrown into social media jail yes yes that's why i'm putting an 18 plus and listen at your own risk this is that's what this is going to be. <laughs> All right. So several years later, around 1910, Fish was working in Wilmington, Delaware, when he met a 19 year old man named Thomas Bedden. He took Bedden to where he was staying and the two began a I called it sadomasochistic relationship. Oh, yeah. Called that shit. Well, it had mentioned that he both liked giving and receiving pain. Yeah sadomasochism yeah you know the other one was a switch too yep well like yeah 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 okay so it's unclear whether or not fish forced bedden to do these things but his confession implies that bedden was intellectually disabled he he forced that he forced that i mean mm -hmm. come on come on Oh, yeah. So it after... It's unclear. Y'all might as well just say he forced that. Yes, it was absolutely forced. So, okay, so after 10 days, Fish took bedding to an old farmhouse, and this is in parentheses, where he tortured him over a period of two weeks. And Fish eventually tied bedding up and cut off half of his downstairs <laughs> and he is quoted saying i shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me oh man angry i am angry. oh angry grossed out oh yeah horrified yeah d all of the above sympathy <laughs> i man Ouch. Ouch kabibble. Ouch kabibble and a half. Yeah. Oh my god. Bloody goodness. ouch kabibble and a half. Yeah. That's uh Oh. 
Okay. I'm this I'm doing the episode and it's giving me anxiety. Like <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. So Fish said he originally intended to kill Bedden, cut up his body and take it home. But uh, he feared the hot weather would draw attention to him. So instead, he poured peroxide over the wound, wrapped it in a Vaseline-covered handkerchief, left a $10 bill, kissed Bedden goodbye, and left. Homie dipped out. Bah. Thanks for, yes, my point exactly. My point exactly, me gosh. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh my goodness. He said, he is quoted saying he took the first, I took the first train I could to get back home. Never heard what became of him or tried to find out. Oh. So he doesn't know. He didn't care. He was like, dude, I really want to chop you up and take you home and make you into potatoes, you know, boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. Cannibalism. But, uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's just too dang hot outside. So uh, good luck. Here's $10. Help yourself to some ice cream on this hot day. <laughs> I'm out. Deuces. Oh. oh, my God. Good luck with half your junk being gone. <laughs> the dangly bits. Oh, we're not dangly anymore. Um. Okay, so... um. In J- it gets worse, guys. Just, I mean, I would understand if he dipped out by this point. But, I mean, it gets worse. So, in January 1917, Fish's wife left him for a man named John Straub. Straub? Straub. I think it's Straub. John Straub. Yeah. Yeah. A handyman who boarded with the Fish family. Fish then had to raise his children as a single parent. This bitch (laughs) (laughs) left left her children unattended with a man. I don't care if that is unattended. Man, I hope she gets, I hope she had the day she deserves. That's all I'm going to say about that. So she probably had her suspicions by that point. She had to. She had to. If there's no way that she didn't know, there's no way. I mean, I guess there's a way, but I mean, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, if you have only like the slightest ridges in your gray matter, where it's not exactly deep enough to be considered a brain, but it's just a ridge, you got a little valley. In that gray matter, you know, it's not completely smooth. You have some kind of synapses firing in there. You would know. You would think so. But no. Oh, the angry. The stupid. Dude, and if she knew, that makes her her even worse. Because then she left their six children with him. Yeah. I cannot. I mean, she had to have some inclination before there were six children that this dude was an absolute fucking psycho. She had to have, I mean, if he was a sadomasochist, I mean, there's no way, there's no way that he was physically able to engage in marital affairs. Okay? Without. Thank you. Say it, girl. There is a difference between a kink and a fetish. Yes. 
one of them you literally have to have to uh, get there. To the, the boink, 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 boink. Okay. You got to. It, it, she knew. She knew. She knew. She, there's no way she didn't know. I'm gonna, I, uh, that that sound from TikTok came up into my head when I said that. She you, knows. You fucking knew. <laughs> you knew. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it just it immediately popped up into my brain. So okay, so here. We, oh God. Um, <laughs> my poor brain. Okay, so um, after his arrest, Fish told a newspaper that when his wife left him, she took nearly every possession. The family, this, this, this bitch, this bitch, <laughs> and then, and then Fish began to have auditory hallucinations. He once wrapped Again? himself. Yeah. Well, his mama suffered from that, okay? So his mom, his, yeah. I'm sure it started well before that. Right. Um, it said that he once wrapped himself in a carpet, saying that he was following the instructions of John the Apostle. And it <laughs> So his auditory hallucinations are biblical. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. <laughs> I am a beautiful caterfly. <laughs> I am wrapping myself up in my cocoon and I will emerge a beautiful caterfly. And my victims up in newspaper. <laughs> we there's something wrong with us. I um so I already know that I'm going to hell, so go big or go home. There's something wrong with us. I might as well go ahead and start That's packing why we get the along sandwiches. So well, it's true. So, it's true. Yeah, you it's pack the sandwiches. I'll get the Wi-Fi password. We'll be all right. We'll be okay. We'll live. We'll be all right. Okay. So really, oh. if it's got anything like little Nikki says, we'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be with our peoples. <laughs> exactly. I do have this wonderful crop top that I got from Killstar. Sorry, it's not sponsored, but I absolutely love Killstar. It's a, a wonderful crop top that says, uh, I may be going to hell, but at least my friends will be there. Truth. We'll be skipping. We'll be skipping down the road. <laughs> together it'll be like a demented wizard of oz <laughs> can i be glinda yes you can definitely be glinda for sure i want to be the horse Except of different color version. you can be the goth glinda and i'll be the horse of a different color because then i can change color i'll be like a mood ring horse it'll be fantastic oh we digress because i needed a break okay i needed a, i needed a break from the trauma <laughs> It was exactly. heavy. It was very heavy. From the heavy. Okay, so this bitch. This bitch. This bitch. Okay. The, okay, so after he, she leaves, she takes everything. And then he decides that he's going to become a caterfly. Okay. And decided to indulge himself in self-harm by embedding the needles into the, the no-no spot and also into his abdomen. And left them there. Oh. Like he never took he never he never took them out. Like he pushed them so far in he could not physically remove them. They are there forever. Listen, 
I have tattoos and I can handle the fact that they go about one to two millimeters into the skin when you are getting one. Any deeper than that, I would probably know. There's no handling that. There's ow. Going through that tissue. Ow. It's man. I couldn't imagine the no no square. Oh my god, Becky. Is that the actual letter? Oh, God damn it. Okay, there's a lot of cussing in this episode. I apologize, but I just, this is how I handle rage. it. Rage! Okay. I'm, I'm raging. Fucking right now. rage! <laughs> so we're, we're at the point we know he's demented. There's something wrong with the dude. He is cray cray. Okay. And okay, but you got to talk about the nail studded paddle. Oh, God. Okay. I, I mean, I, I can we... talk about that if you would like. I find that to be quite interesting. I am. I know I am demented, but I'm not that. I mean, I'm 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 a little I'm a little I'm a little, but yeah. not that far. I think it's just because like <laughs> this guy may have enjoyed it, but it's the fact that he was feeling pain. Yeah, that he'd so so much deserved. Yeah, but he liked it, which made it worse. So I it's know, like that, that joke makes it a little less satisfying. Right? It's like that joke of the masochist and the sadomasochist are both standing in the elevator and the masochist asks the sadomasochist to hurt him. And the sadomasochist says no. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) This is this right now. That's exactly what I would be like. This boy (laughs) would be deprived of everything. Like, I would put him in a padded room. I would physically remove his nails and his teeth. And be like, have fun trying to hurt yourself now. I would make sure that they shaved every piece of hair off of his body. And then put him in one of those, like, what, oh, God, the the belts. The chastity belts. No, I'd put him in a chastity belt. That too. And a straight jacket. And be like, have fun. (laughs) Good luck. Not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He hit himself repeatedly with a nail-studded paddle. Inserted wool doused with lighter fluid into his anus and set it on fire. And while he was never thought to have physically attacked or abused his own children, he did encourage them and their friends to paddle his butt and with the nail studded paddle he used to abuse himself. Oh my god. That is. That is a butt I am never going to touch. Uh, I yeah. refuse to touch that butt. That yeah, that is no. That's so twisted. Ugh. Oh my god! And he was racist. Go figure. Okay, imagine look. that. Look here. Look. Look here. He was a man. They could not. They. I wish that they had forgot to put the little wet sponge on top of his head when they electrocuted him. Just so that it would hurt more. Yeah, Dale didn't deserve that shit, but this guy does. Right. I'm telling you. Because look here. Okay, so do he, have we gone far enough for y'all? Do you get the picture yet? I've gotten the picture. I get the picture, okay? But it goes, it goes further because he has done so much torture and mutilation to, to young children with what he termed his implements of hell. A meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small hand, hand saw. Okay. 
it gets worse. But I don't think we need to go any further to talk about how what he did. And yeah, he was racist. He did say that he chose people who were an ableist, by the way. And he was he chose mentally disabled or intellectually disabled children or or African Americans as his victims. I and need the a time machine. Why is, I need a time machine immediately. His reasoning why is disgusting. He's Absolutely disgusting. Later explaining that he assumed these people would not be missed when killed. Oh, I just, okay. All right. So, yeah. Asshole. Absolute. To the ah. infinite degree. I can't. I can't say anything more because I will be banned. <laughs> I'm pushing it with this podcast already. Okay, so I, I will be banned. I'm not gonna say anymore. Okay, I think this is the most I have ever cursed in any of our podcasts. Is right now in this moment. It's infuriating. Okay, so this I'm one sorry. is a lot of rage, and it's it is understandable. It is. I just wanted, I just thought I was going to find something like crazy about the boogeyman, you know, how he became like this supernatural, like, like he was literally thought into creation with giving him these supernatural nicknames. So now he has that power. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, absolutely not. Boycott. I am boycott. No more boogeyman. Okay. He don't get no more, no more power is all I'm saying. Like, let me meet this mofo in a dark alley somewhere. <laughs> okay? Girl, the <laughs> same. I will not be using salt. I will not be using sage. I will be using a double barrel. Okay? I'm just, I'm just saying. So, and the, the way they go in, he, he gets in detail. In detail about what he did to the African-American people. And children it's bad we're not going to talk anymore on it because it gets worse and worse and worse as it goes on like it they they termed his reign of terror between 1919 and 1930 escalation like the it, fact that that is the escalation of shit that he, from shit he was already doing that's the escalation like, okay, so just for those who are wondering what, um, there, he has additional crimes, the Francis McDonald, uh, Billy Gaffney, um, they go into detail about his trial and execution in White Plains, New York, um, who the judge was, uh, Frederick P. Close, who presided as the judge in West Chester, West Chester County, and who the district attorney was at the time. So um, they go on a cross-examination. Um, it was described that he <clears throat> responded that he did know, okay, the difference between right and wrong, that it was a perverted knowledge based on his opinions of sin, atonement, and religion, and thus was an insane knowledge. They said he was mentally sick, but that, <laughs> and that these were common perversions that were socially 
perfectly all right. And that fish was no different from millions of other people. Because there are so many pedophiles with psychosis that feel the need to mutilate children. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, run of the mill. Oh, I yeah. mean, get so good. Common. Get better. Do better. Like, excuse the entire fuck out of me, but no. Right? Well, and and like we stated, he was uh, found guilty in less than 10 days, and he was sentenced to death by electrocution. And it said uh, he arrived in prison in March 1935, and he was executed on January 16th, 1936, in the electric chair at Sing Sing. Um, he entered the chamber at 11.06 p.m. and was pronounced dead three minutes later. They bye. Said he, bye. Don't miss you. Please if don't I come see back. You, <laughs> I'm coming for them knees. <laughs> but uh, oh, oh Lord. Okay, so he was pronounced dead three minutes later. He was buried in the Sing Sing Prison Cemetery, and uh, Fish is said to have helped the executioner position the electrodes on his body. And his last words were reportedly, I don't even know why I'm here. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Our wonderful darling friend Hawk has a great point. He says, I've got a doll chainsaw. That'll be great. That. That right there. I'll take That'd it. That'd be fantastic. Let's I will that. take it. I'll take it. We can take turns. Now, we did mention... That he sent, because he's egotistical, he sent letters. One to the mother of Gracie Bud. And uh, one to uh, Billy Gaffney's mother. Okay. They do have the letters. You, We could read them. No. We can, okay, okay. And it's the unaltered letter. I, I'll read the one for Gracie if you would like to read the one for um, Billy. I could do that. Okay, so, and then we will close because this is insanity. Okay. My dear Miss Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma. Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he had two others, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from a dollar to three dollars a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part 
of the body and sold as veal cutlet brought the highest price. John stated, John stayed there so long, he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven, took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night, he would torture them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest... I'm going to redact that. And, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven. All of him broiled, boiled, fried, or stewed. The little boy was next. Went the same way. At the same time, I was living at 409 East 100 Street, rear, right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese and strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all of my clothes off. I knew if I did not want, <clears throat> if I did not, I would get her blood on all of them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. How sweet and tender she was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I am going to redact this sentence and go on to the next. I could have ha had I wished. She died intact. <laughs> oh, man. That is this a wild letter. It is a vile. The redacted version is even worse. Yeah, I uh, redacted several parts of that. That was. Um, there were several parts I did not read out of that because it was bad. So <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. It was entirely that was too bad. bad. Yeah. Who? Holy bejeebus, Batman! Riddle me this, Batman! How did they not know? And the fact that we still have another one. We still, this is going to be the last letter, y'all, and then we're going to go. Because I, I got to get some happy in my life for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that furry turtle now. Yes. Yes, I am. Me too. Oh, my God. Whew. This, this letter. Um, so, the mother of Billy Gaffney 
wanted to ask about her son's death, but Fish refused to speak to her. And However, he claimed the following in a letter to his attorney. And this is about little Billy Gaffney. He said, I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There is a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag that I picked out of the dump. And then I burned his clothes. I threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade, short handle, cut one of my belts in half, slit these half and six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind until the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, and slit his mouth from ear to ear. I gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut through him through the middle of his body, just below his belly button. Then through his legs about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and legs below the knee. I, this I put in sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends, and threw them into the pools of slimy water you will see along the road going to North Beach. The water is about three to four feet deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked the best. His monkey... Ooh. Nope, we're not doing that. I had nice pieces of him to roast in the oven and eat. I made a stew out of his ears, nose, and pieces of his belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. It was good. I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put it in the oven. Then I picked four onions, and when the meat had roasted for about a quarter of an hour... I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put in the onions. At frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that good. That tasted half as good as he did. I ate every bite of the meat in about four days. And then, again, the last two sentences of that, not happening. Not reading that. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we post all of our research um, in the Discord. Uh, I don't know if we're going to post this one, these parts in the Discord, because they're entirely too graphic. <laughs> I know it's research, and I know it's it's out there for everybody to read. So if you just look up Albert Fish, you'll be able to read it on Google or um, uh, the Crime Museum also has a lot of good information. Um, but I, I believe that those two, we will not be posting those two because they're they're really, really bad. So I'm going to tell you this. Look up at your own discretion. Okay? 
I'm leaving that up to you. You make that decision. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate those who stuck around to hear the heinous crimes and the heinous, horrible, completely disturbing background of the gray man, or as we have all come to know him as the boogeyman. So I appreciate those who stuck around and those that couldn't make it. It's okay. Because this one was hard. It was very difficult. This one was really, really difficult. But now we know where the gray man and the boogeyman came from and that he was a horrific person. And I'm glad he's dead. (laughs) This one uh, definitely shocked me a little. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah, this one was uh, this one was hard. So thank you so much, and um, we're going to have a, another podcast coming up for the Paranormal Umbrella, and this one I know we're doing a little backwards. Um, it's going to be the Paluta and the Beast of Bodmin or Bodmin, however you want to say it. Um, and uh, it's going to be some cryptids, y'all. So we're going to get out of this true crime gunk wash our our bodies and bleach our eyeballs and maybe dunk our brains in uh in some vitamin b12 i don't know i don't know i just need some happy right now maybe some care bears at this point i think (sighs) i need to like dip the last few hours of my memory in um acid yeah because that was rough. But join us for some for some like cryptids on the paranormal umbrella for our next episode of PCPS. Thank you, Mebs, for joining me tonight. I love your face. You're amazing. I love your face. And thank you for everyone who is in our live audience tonight. Thank you so much. And um, we will see y'all next time. Don't forget the salt. Check under the bed. Have your nightlight, your favorite woobie, and uh, look out for those woolly boogers because they do bite. <laughs>